Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam. And I'm Bailey. And uh, Bailey and I have uh, gathered today on this episode of AB Cinema to just talk about the news that came out last week. And, uh, you know, one small snippet of news that came out was that apparently the last season of Better Call Saul almost didn't happen because of the uh, heart attack. Bailey, what else did they say about that? That's all I read. It was just the there was a really small interview with the creator of Better Call Saul. And he was just saying that it just almost didn't happen because of his health. But then Bob Odenkirk got his life back in check with his health and and uh, and said that he wanted to do it. And so it's it's really it's really just a simple little little piece of news. But it's it's interesting because like he almost died, and of course the show would have been on hiatus because of that. And I think they did take a little break because of the pandemic and his heart attack. And so. I don't know how long the break between seasons were, was, but I, I, it's just an interesting piece of news. What do you think about it? You're, you're the diehard Better Call Saul fan, so. You're right. I am. And it's sad. Like the, the creator of the show, Peter Gould, quoted in, in Hollywood Reporter saying, there's no backup for your lead having a, a heart attack. That's impossible. You know, they wouldn't have had a lead. They would have had a show. They would have just scrapped it. And that would have been... Truly sad for me because I do love Better Call Saul. I also just do love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's I think he's great. I think his performance in Better Call Saul is amazing. And um, this just got me thinking, like, sh- I couldn't recommend Better Call Saul more. Like, I love that show. It's in the final season now, and um, it's just great. But, I mean, other than Better Call Saul, I mean, my, my wife has been gone this week. She's visiting family. And uh, I've just brushed up on shows that i love and that i could recommend more and some of those are shorzy which is available to stream on hulu which is basically the canadian version of ted lasso and it focuses on hockey and a bunch of crass yet hilarious and respectful hockey players and i couldn't love it more um then you have barry which is uh, bill Hader's actor turn or hitman turned actor drama comedy on uh, on hbo max and i just think bill Hader is also so good in that show and it's so darkly comical but like i also find myself laughing at isolated it's just so good and then uh the last one you know after i've recommended these (coughs) two more grown-up shows is bluey because bluey is just a slice of comfort from the most warm family in australia that is entirely dogs and i absolutely love them and i want to be bluey's father when I am a father, but yeah, that's those are the shows that I've been watching this week. What about you, Bailey? What have you been up to? Um, I I saw Lightyear over the weekend, which I thought it was a great film. I thought it was a lot better than uh, Jurassic World, which isn't saying much, but it is a better film out of the two. And uh, I, I I'm excited to I'm honestly I'm excited to see it again. I imagine it will probably be on Disney Plus during Disney Plus Day in Dece- in September. And so I'll probably watch it again then. Maybe I'll catch it before my 
uh, Regal Unlimited expires. But um, yeah, that was it was a fun movie, fun watch. And then uh, other shows that I recommend are Blues Clues and You, Sesame Street, Encanto, Turning Red, and You. I know they're very, uh, it's a very uh, eclectic uh, group of films and and shows, but that's about all I'm watching at the moment because Vanessa, my daughter, doesn't let me watch anything else. Um, But you, we don't watch it with Vanessa. That's not a show she'll ever watch, uh, at least not while she's living at home. Um, I don't know if I'll ever watch it after I watch it this time. Um, it's, It's an intense show very intense um and cheesy very cheesy but it's good yeah and those are uh those are bailey and mine's uh recommendation go ahead and check them on out and let us know if you like any of them uh we'll jump right on into the news then uh one of the biggest pieces of news coming out of this week was the flash uh film and the plans for warner brothers going forward and concerns with ezra miller bailey what what did we learn from this deadline report well, what haven't we learned from Ezra Miller in the spotlight? That's the real question. Like, the the guy has been served twice in the last week, and he just disappeared off of all social media because he's in a different universe now. And um, that's that's literally what his last story was, was him saying that he's in a different universe. But all we know is that, according to the report from Deadline, this this is just some insider information that, that The Flash is just at a loss no matter what happens like it's just a lose-lose situation because Ezra Miller has been in the spotlight and Zaslav is just he's desperate for a big break with the DC universe and honestly I think after the current films that are filming are are done that they might just have a, a complete reboot or a soft reboot of some of these characters and I I feel like DC has just been plagued since Zack Snyder joined and did what he did with Man of Steel and Justice League. There's there's really not much else to say otherwise, other than Ezra Miller just needs to stop. It's just sad. It's really sad that he's gotten to this point. I'm more surprised because it is, it is a big issue. And uh, one of the reports that I read from Deadline or the headlines I read is that this is an inherited problem for the new CEO. This isn't something that he could have prevented, but rather something that he inherited with this merger. And I think something else that's interesting is just that, you know, they did try to get him help and it's not working out. And the headlines and the drama keep piling up. And it just, I'm more, I would be more surprised if come next year, Ezra Miller is still in the Flash movie. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know how they would recut it. Um, I know it's been done before, but apparently he's such a... (coughs) Excuse me. He's such a substantial part of this movie that it's really difficult for them to just work around it. And so I'm I'm curious. I want to know... I don't want to know. I'm just curious to see what happens going forward. And I think it's sad for Zaslav and especially for Flash. And, you know, Michael Keaton's in this in this movie as Batman. And a lot of people were excited for that. And now it's just like, well, in the midst of this, you know, what could be a defining moment in the DC Extended Universe, they're having this real defining issue as well. 
<laughs> I'm at a loss for words at this situation because, like, I feel like we just keep beating a dead horse and the media just keeps beating a dead horse because, like, they've come under fire with Ezra Miller and uh, Amber Heard, who's rumored to either be recast or just cut completely out of the film, which I don't blame Warner Brothers for that decision. But then Ezra Miller, I mean, he he plays the main star of this film and multiple characters in that film from what we've seen from the couple minutes of or couple like the minute of footage that we've seen is that he's the main character and there's two of him. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they do it or if they could, if Andy Muschietti could go back and refilm something, a shot of Ezra Miller running through the speed force and then all of a sudden when he pops out at the very end he looks completely different <laughs> it would be absolutely cheesy and everybody would know why they're doing it but honestly i think that's the only fix at this point because they're, they're not going to spend even more money on recasting him and reshooting all those scenes or or they're just gonna or uh do what star wars has done with the uh deep fakes and so, I, like the article said, it's just a lose-lose situation. Well, you said it. We, we've beaten this dead horse. Let's just jump off it then. Uh, Venom 3 is apparently being co-written by Tom Hardy. And Bailey, are you a big fan of the Venom movies? Um, no. What did you think about the second? <laughs> With the second one being written by Tom Hardy, how do you feel about this one? Here's the thing. I went into Venom thinking, oh, this movie is going to be... I hope this is actually a good movie. It's the first movie of the Venom franchise, I guess is what they're calling it. And so I was hoping it was going to be good. And it was just this giant alien that has this weird sense of humor. And I was not a fan of Venom. Now, going into Venom Let There Be Carnage, I had more of an expectation for what this movie was going to be about because I saw the first movie and had a better idea of of what was coming. And so I think that Venom Let There Be Carnage was better, in my opinion, because I was expecting that. But the movie itself wasn't that great. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would say it was fun. But uh, even for me, I felt like it was, it was one of those movies that was more of a chore to watch. So... Uh... And I wasn't super on board with the first one either. I felt like it was a weird mix of being funny, but also trying to be darkly serious. And it's, know, Riz Ahmed, it's like you hire Riz Ahmed to be in there. Riz Ahmed's not going to give you a so-so performance. You know, he's going to go for it. It was a weird movie. Like, the, I, I don't know what to say. Like, like you said, it's just a fun. They're fun movies to just escape, but they're not good movies. Yeah. So, um... You know, here, fingers crossed for Venom 3, I suppose. And uh, apparently, Paramount and Nickelodeon are developing three standalone animated Avatar films. Uh, what more do we know about that, Bailey? So the biggest piece of news that comes with this is that Lauren Montgomery, who was actually part of the original Avatar The Last Airbender show, has been attached to direct. They're all standalone films set in the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. They're all going to have uh, different, unique art styles. And so I'm not sure if they're going to lean heavier into the anime roots um, or if they'll they'll try to do something unique and different, kind of like what Spider-Verse has done. 
So it's just that's that's the biggest piece of news, and this came to us from Annecy Film Festival, and I just hope that they they do well with it. I liked Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. We'll wait to see how the the Netflix show does, and we just won't speak of M Night Shyamalan's movie. I also do really like the show, and I like Korra as well. <clears throat> It's harder. It, it's, you know, it's just, it's just really hard for me to see people want more of it, but then again, do they really want more of it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if these shows turn out bad, they'll just be like, oh, this isn't even the same thing. Just go watch the same thing. Like there's it's a like story. Star Wars. Yeah. It's like sometimes a story is told and there's, you don't need to tell more, but because we want that nostalgia, we want that feeling. We just keep mining it out. But, um, <coughs> Speaking of mining it out, Ryan uh, Gosling had uh, an image revealed about him recently. And what what movie is this tied to, Bailey? <laughs> Barbie, the Barbie movie. Um, and I'm I'm actually really curious about this movie because the people that are behind it don't they're not typically behind the camera of these kind of movies where it's very like it, it's. I, I don't know how to explain what this movie looks like. I feel like there's just going to be some kind of social commentary behind it that's very deep and moving behind the the facade of Barbie. Behind I'm, the uh, the 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 name brand Ken underwear. Yes. And I I'll be kind of I wonder I'm curious if they're going to make it like a if what is i don't know if it's a toy story three where if it shows the ken butt but it's like just all plastic like i swear if they don't do something like that i I, it'll be really weird if they don't like (laughs) reveal like have them like have this like sexy scene and there's like no parts there or anything like that it would just be really weird but kind of funny (laughs) yeah but uh, go ahead and check that out. Ryan Gosling, his image is Ken. His first look as Ken has been revealed online. Um, and Jerry Seinfeld, again with a uh, an animated, an, an, an unfrosted, the Pop-Tart story, gets writer's room and casting announcements, which is a sentence I'd never thought I'd say. But, uh, Bailey, what's going on in this writing room? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Jerry Seinfeld had a bit for one of his Netflix com- comedy shows, and it was about the Pop-Tart story, apparently. And I started to do some research into it because it's essentially a race between Post and Kellogg's, which are both breakfast brand bre- breakfast brands. Their their journey and fight for creating the first like strudel breakfast like a pop tart and that's what this movie's about it's i i'm i'm curious to know if this is going to be like one of those the founder situations where you're just like wow kellogg's is not that great of a company or like i don't know what's going to happen but the cast has melissa mccarthy james marsden hugh grant jerry seinfeld and a lot more but i'm i'm just curious this is an interesting I never would have thought that a movie like this would ever be made or 
I, and I'm just begs the question of why does it need to be made? But we'll just have to wait and see. Can you can you really doubt Jerry Seinfeld after the B movie though? Can you really doubt Jerry Seinfeld? Oh no, that's cinema classic right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have nothing to add to that. You summed it up perfectly. Uh, and moving on, Monsters at Work was renewed for a second season. Bailey, did you watch the first season? Um, are you are you do you know about this show? Um, I've seen about the first half of the series. I tried watching it with my daughter, but she didn't. She only likes Monsters University out of all all of them. And uh, so, yeah, we're I'm trying to get her hooked onto that show because I feel like that's one that she would like. But um, the show itself was charming and cute for what it was. It's different from the Monsters, Inc. movies. And I, I don't know how the first season ends, so I don't have any input on this. Yeah, I know nothing about Did this. Did you watch it? So No, absolutely not. I uh, didn't even know it was a thing. I read online recently that they were talking about a second season, and I didn't even know there was a first season. I only know about the movies. And um, so, yeah, Monsters at Work. And uh, Jon Snow is apparently getting a sequel series or a prequel. I don't know. Is it a spinoff? Is it a sequel series? I've heard it's a sequel series, which I don't I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I've never seen the series. I want to watch it edited. Um, but I, I haven't seen it, so I have no thoughts on this and I, I don't know, just expect, uh, expect Lord of the Rings, but with a lot of nudity. (laughs) And, um, you know, Kit Harington was nominated for two Emmys for his role in, um, Game of Thrones as Jon Snow. And it might be a sequel series. It, uh, so, you know, kind of it sounds like it's just being reported on. We don't have a whole lot of information on it. But um, if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you're a Jon Snow fan, which I'm sure anybody who watches Game of Thrones is, uh, be sure to keep your eyes peeled for this one. And uh, we have some buzz that we're going around about Dakota Fanning in the MCU. Um, what is what is going on here, Bailey? Yeah, this is this news came out this morning, and it's just well, it's not really news; it's just a rumor at this point. But the source came from Giant Freaking Robot, which is uh, they're a rumor mill for the MCU, and apparently Dakota Fanning has been attached to a role in the MCU. And the biggest one that people are theorizing that she would be playing is Sue Storm. Um, Miss Miss Fantastic or Mrs. Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, and so I I could actually see this if they're deciding to go with the younger route to bring it bring in a cast that would be that would be able to be in these roles for ten to fifteen years if they want. And I yeah, that's all. I I think she would be really good in this role specifically. Um, she hasn't been on a lot of stuff recently. I think she's starting to make a comeback in some of the the movies and shows that she's been in. And I believe she's had a reunion with Denzel Washington recently or is going to ha- star in a movie with him. Um, but th- that's just uh, that's the big buzz surrounding her right now. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I really haven't. I feel like I haven't seen Dakota Fanning in much. 
recently. So I'm curious. The only thing that I think of Dakota Fanning in right now is uh, her role in Twilight, where her eyes are just red or whatever color they are. But I don't have any anything else. So, and I'm still secretly hoping that it's just John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. But we will see. We shall see yeah. who is who. Marvel may have just screwed themselves over with that. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna announce who they're actually casting to be in the Fantastic Four movie, and people are gonna be so disappointed. It'll be really interesting, unless they completely change the Fantastic Four. Which I, I think if they were to do that, it would be really bad for the fanboys. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get something either at San Diego Comic Con or at D23. Yeah, and San Diego Comic-Con is going to be pretty huge, I suppose, because the Lord of the Rings will be there and will be a huge part of it, I I suppose. Yeah, and I don't think... I think Marvel will have a small panel, but I don't think they'll have as big of a panel as they have in the past because I think they're wanting to save that for some in-house events like D23 or uh, Disney Plus Day or Investor's Day. So we'll just... Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and you know, something that I've been thinking about recently more and more is when um, Kevin Feige said, you know, I think it'll be a long time again before we do this, uh, referencing an Avengers movie. And so now I'm thinking maybe he wasn't lying, you know. Maybe we do have a ways to go before we have anything like that. But, um, Bailey, do you have any last thoughts on the news today, on the buzz, on anything that we talked about? No, I do agree with you on the that being a long time. I do think we're not going to get an actual like Avengers five anytime soon, but I do think we'll get like, like the next Avengers or young Avengers, like, like the spiritual successor of the Avengers movies in a way. And so we'll, we'll just have to see what comes at the announcements at D 23 and we're going to get a lot of Marvel news this year. So we'll just, it's going to be interesting but keep your expectations at bay because I'm sure there will be disappointment and confusion. And confusion. Well, that should do it for our podcast today. Please remember to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram as abcinema.pod. On Twitter and Letterboxd, you can find us as abcinemapodcast. On Facebook, we're abcinema. And our email is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, let us know what you guys think about the show. Reach out to us. Give us your theories, your thoughts, and uh, your reviews, your reactions to shows. And uh, we hope everybody has a great day. And as always, keep watching movies.